Thank you for joining IAB Dare. And now your host, Zoe Soon. Over to you, Zoe. have that community and interaction. Um, what's it been like for you guys watching all of this happen? Yeah, it's a, when we do, usually when we, it's true that uh, esports have, have gotten a tremendous uh, amount of fame recent, recently. And I think also usually uh, when we talk about esports, uh, we usually think games such as uh, League of Legends, you know, Fortnite, Apex, Warframe, Call of Duty. So they're mostly, you know, on PC console and usually first person shooters as well. Uh, it's, it's, it's a kind of a, it's kind of the, the major genre. And they're usually also very complex to understand for novices. So even though, you know, they're, they've become more and more popular, uh, there's also also a way to go to go with something a bit more uh, a bit more accessible and a bit more mainstream, and that's why I believe you know uh, you know mobile esports. Uh, there's really an opportunity for mobile esports uh, to uh, to get you know in the in the in the, in the limelights. Um, actually, there's a number uh, there's a number that's quite interesting to have. It's that 85 percent of gamers now play on mobile. So this is where gamers are today. Mm -hmm. And on our side, uh, we have a game. We have a game. I see it's one of our flagship titles called Asphalt Nine Majors, and it has embraced esports uh, and is now even part of the official ESL Mobile Open Competition, which is the biggest mobile esports competition in the world. And I think here, you know, in esports, is like I said before, all the games that are very popular and that people think immediately when it comes to uh, traditional esports, it's mm -hmm. uh, it's you know, quite complex. And for mobile esports, I think there's really an opportunity to go with something much more simple. And that's what, you know, I think that's why Asphalt 9 uh, is so popular for esports. It's an arcade racing game uh, with only one focus, basically getting to uh, the finish line first. And consequently, uh, the attention from players and audiences can get diverted a little bit more easily towards uh, brand placement in the game. So otherwise said, uh, with this kind of game uh, and on mobile, you get more visibility uh, for your brand. You can have brand placement on track billboards. Uh, you can have branded cars. You can have uh, brand placement in menus. And that way, you can get um, a higher recall or a higher uplift because these players and these audiences are emotionally invested uh, into the race. And also, one more thing is that, you know, you might think, oh, mobile esports, I'm seeing players, you know, playing on their mobile phone. It's not so exciting. And I, I would tend to disagree. Actually, the mobile esports events that we've seen so far and that we've participated in are very, very impressive. You can, you can just go, actually, you can just go and watch, uh, you know, the ESL Mobile Open or our own YouTube channel, and you will see some recap where you see crowds going nuts, 
uh, you know, seats like, you know, stadiums kind of full and you really get that live sports uh, atmosphere. Uh, so clearly, you know, we, 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 we've been on eSports for, for a while. I think right now it's the sixth season of the ESL Mobile Open uh, that will start very, um, I think, this quarter. Uh, so we've been, we've, been, we've been partnering with them for a while. And I think there's definitely some more opportunities for mobile eSports in the future. Great. So it sounds like the differences are the mobility. It's a more streamlined, simpler experience and people can play it anywhere. That's that's right. So it's really it's really getting esports into the hands of as many people uh, as we can. There's no here. It's really uh, the most mainstream kind of experience. Right. And um, some of the benefits that we're seeing from, from gaming. I think some I saw somewhere quoted that engagement is, is higher when there's a gaming aspect involved. What are some of the other benefits that you see gaming provide? So. Yeah. So basically, I think for uh, for gamification, there there are really like many benefits. But I, the one that I would really stress upon is, uh, in addition to engagement, you also can really uh, increase uh, adoption, uh, acquisition, uh, retention, uh, growth, and attribution. And we actually have proven game design mechanics uh, from you know that has that have been ongoing for a while. Um, I'm talking you know obviously the game itself, but also uh, badges, leaderboards. Uh, streaks, uh, Easter eggs, uh, time-limited events, and of course, rewards, which are at a, at a core of a good gamified experience that are here to uh, support and maximize uh, and maximize KPIs. So I would say, you know, that this is, in addition to engagement, you also get this out of a good uh, gamification experience. Now, obviously, uh, when you go with gaming, it's the best way to reach uh, millennials and, and Gen Z because mm-hmm. obviously they're the most digitally savvy, and uh, playing and gaming is part is part of the DNA. They, they grew up they grew up with it. It's part of the, and it's actually gaming is now actually part of their culture of pop culture generally uh, speaking, and uh, combined with I would say an authentic message, uh, a meaningful one, and and a fun one, you can really create like really memorable uh, immersive gamified uh gamified experiences um and actually you know we we we're here to talk obviously about about gaming and gamification and esports but video games became more than just more than just a playground uh they've actually Mm -hmm. become recently social networks and we've seen that with you know with the pandemic we've seen that with the example of a game uh, called animal crossing and Mm -hmm. also if you look at games that are like uh, Fortnite, a lot of players uh, actually play these games together uh, together with their friends and have fun uh, and have fun online so i think that's another another key differentiator that you don't necessarily have with other traditional you know uh media uh media channels um games are also you know, uh, games are also uh, very uh, brand safe. Uh, you know, they're monitored by usually by development teams twenty four sevens. Cheaters and haters are banned very, very swiftly. There's no, uh, there's no ad block. So really, I mean, uh, really, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, I would say, a lot of benefits uh, for brands mm-hmm. to really uh, embrace, uh, embrace, and having a, embrace gaming and, and building a strategy around it. And, and you've brought some examples with you today to to provide some visuals to the audience. Do, should we pull some of those up to kind of illustrate what you're talking about we, here? Sure, we we can. So I think we may we may want to start with uh, the toothpaste campaign. Um, so mm-hmm. I will let you pull this one out. Great. Exactly. That's what that's what it is. So basically, I think the, this campaign is a good example of what uh, you know what the uni- of the unique selling proposition uh, you know of. Of, gamif- of gamification. 
application. So this campaign we developed for uh, Unilever uh, for brand of toothpaste called uh, PS, and this activation was performed uh, in Vietnam. So you see, we're here, we're talking about a toothpaste brand, and it's not necessarily an endemic brand. It's not necessarily a brand you would think about immediately when you think about gamification. But mm -hmm. we managed to create something really, really engaging for uh, their target audiences. So what we did is we created this web-based platform with two games revolving around this uh, cute super tooth, uh, super tooth hero. So one of the game was actually aimed at teaching kids how to brush uh, their teeth better. And the other one was aimed at millennial moms uh, with rewards and prizes based on how far they could get the super tooth character inside the game, um, you know, how far they could get it, they, they could get it going on running whilst fasting sugar monsters on, on the way. In addition to these two games, we tied this platform to an e-com activation. So whenever you finish playing the competitive game for the first time, you get a discount coupon to purchase PF2 space on e-com platforms. In return, after you made this purchase, we would give you an access code that would then unlock new Super Truth Heroes with new abilities that you could use inside the game, you know, driving people to replay the game and to try to improve the score and to top and to top the leaderboards. And on top of all that, the best players had the opportunity to uh, get a chance to win a trip uh, to Disneyland and there were other mm -hmm. prizes involved. We also had some campaign, you know, the campaign was also relayed on YouTube and, 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 and Facebook and other digital channels. And as you've just seen it here, it generated really great results, uh, plus 46% mm. uh, in total e-com sales. And we multiplied by three of the sales uplift on the leading income platform in Vietnam. So that was, that's really a great example of the type of gamified platform for a non-endemic brand, you know, generating incre incredible results. Amazing. And there's another, maybe there's another example. I was just I was going to ask in terms of the the outcomes that brands can expect it. So it looks like, you know, sales lifts, a conversion was in there um, and brand awareness. And, and definitely brand awareness, uh, recall. And the thing is, is like with, um, I would say with gaming, you get to another level, you know, usually with traditional digital campaigns, obviously, you know, you will focus on, on, on impressions, on click through, on click through, on complete views. But with, we, you know, with, with gaming, you can definitely get more insights, uh, into, uh, the behavior of your target audiences, how much they spent at some specific mm -hmm. points in the game uh how how you know what uh, how many people started the game and then finished the game completed the game um one also i would say one of the most valuable metrics um for uh, you know for any gamified campaign is replays and i don't think you can you have a lot of i would say advertising campaigns where players will actually uh, voluntarily replay an ad because they find it they find it so fun they find it so engaging okay. that they want they want to play it again and they want and, and you know and re-engaging with the brand so replay is also a very important metrics that usually you know brands tend to uh, tend to tend to like to have and I think that's one of the um, benefits of gaming is that it's usually a player first mentality so you're not sacrificing not sacrificing the experience in order to get an ad in front of someone it's, it's you're totally yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. I mean, it's it's definitely something uh, that needs uh, that needs to be taken into account when brands, you know, want uh, want to really develop uh, develop a, a gamified a gamified strategy. Great. So, if I'm a brand and I'm thinking about going into gaming or mobile esports, what are some of the things I need to think about? Like, how would I? What would be your advice to to brands? 
Sure. Um, so I would say like, just like any sort of a marketing plan, uh, you know, everything starts with a brief and insights about the target audience. And I think it's really, uh, important, uh, to think about gaming and gamification, not at, at just as a one shot, but as something long term and really integrate this, uh, at strategy and planning level to ensure you get the most, uh, relevant, uh, gamified, uh, gamified solution. And really right now, um, as I said earlier, gaming is part of pop culture and it's really uh, a media channel uh, per se, uh, just on the same level as uh, as TV or as the web, generally uh, generally speaking. So that would be my first piece of advice. Um, and if I take one example, for instance, um, it could be you, you could be scared that your brand is slowly, you know, becoming obsolete uh, versus new DTC or digital competi competitors. And in that case, for instance, gamification could be a way to rejuvenate and engage uh, with, with your audience. So that would be the first point. Um, in terms of other points I, I would see, um, visual appeal is something that is, uh, that can, that is important when you design a gamified experience. And obviously, you know, we don't call, uh, video games, video games, uh, for nothing, right? So if you have a, if you have a, if you are a brand and you have a strong, uh, visual identity, I think definitely gaming, uh, is, uh, is a great fit. Um, but, no, but not only, um, what I mean by that is that usually, um, we, you know, um, usually we tend to, Leave maybe, I mean, the, the gamified campaigns that I could have, I, I have seen around might have left the visual aspect on the side. And it's important to make sure that you appeal from the very first second to the, to the player. So that's really important to uh, deliver a high quality, a, a high quality, uh, gamified experience with high quality, high quality graphics. I think that's really, uh, that's really something that, uh, gaming can provide, uh, in, in a sort of unparalleled way. And, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, and I think we, if you want to pull up the other example that you were going to show, that might show the um, some of the nice graphics. Exactly, exactly. Out. So that would be yes, yeah, sure. So that would be the Fanta, the Fanta example. Yes, exactly. So this is a, this is another another type of campaign that that we're really uh, proud of and that we produced uh, recently for Fanta in Brazil. So what we did was actually uh, creating a voice control platform game uh, that was made available on both mobile but also digital billboards in shopping malls. And the concept of the game was like this. The louder you scream and the higher uh, your Fanta character was jump jumping. So actually you will see in, in, in the video at some point, you, you will see uh, some people in the shopping mall you know, starting to scream like crazy. And you can imagine what kind of atmosphere it, it creates. And you will see like tons of people, you know, gathering together and supporting uh, the players in front, uh, in front of the billboard. So that's definitely, you know, um, an, another, another uh, aspect of, I would say, a, a solid and good gamified, uh, gamified activation. It's about trying to constantly. Um, on our side, you know, we've, we've been creating since the beginning, uh, since the inception of uh, Game Love for Brands, so our business unit dedicated uh, to create to creating branding experience for brands. Uh, we've actually always trying to, uh, you know, have new gameplays and trying to innovate constantly. And, and luckily enough, with this one, uh, we received several awards, several regional awards for this campaign. Uh, we had, um, I think, uh, more than 450k uh, players when enjoyed the game and more than 290k uh, minutes played so people you know just shouting fanta uh, like crazy in front of their mo you know in front of their mobile phones or in uh, you know in front of a billboard and so yeah so this this definitely this campaign is, is a great achievement uh, from, from our teams and hopefully you know we can get more for the, like this
Great. So we talked about objective, making sure that it's a good visual fit. Um, any other? Um, I would say that in addition to, um, I think like, it's not necessarily a tip, but I would say that I would just like to, to just like um, speak for about a couple of minutes about the biases that people can still have against gaming. It's actually a kind of a constant battle for me when, you know, there's still these, uh, these, uh, yeah, there's still these, um, uh, these ideas about gaming that, uh, you know, it's all about, uh, it's all about young male teenagers playing mm -hmm. uh, days in and days out in the basement <laughs> in front of their TV. And it's definitely not the case anymore. Um, actually, we released a, a study uh, last week about gamers and brands. And what we found out is that 23% 23 of the world's population play games on a daily basis. We found out that 51% of gamers are female. We found out that 85% of gamers play on mobile, usually through bite-sized sessions several times a day. Um, for Game Love Games, it's on average, if I remember correctly, seven minutes. And also the top games on the app stores are nonviolent. Uh, it's it's not about shooting people. It's really about <laughs> match three and puzzle games that are, you know, generally speaking, have been trusting the charts. So so you see, this is probably totally different from what from what people may may think. And just like I said, uh, gaming has become part of, of of pop culture, and it needs to be considered like that. You know, media uh, a real media channel, just like a, just like any other. And if I may add, also. Um, you may think, you know, I, I took the example of the PS toothpaste and people might also think that only, you know, maybe food and beverage brands or entertainment brands are actually uh, suitable to get a, a, gamified, uh, a gamified experience. But it's actually not the case. Pretty much anything you can think of can uh, be gamified. There's really no limitation. We can gamify virtual events. We can gamify business training program for, for a bank or an oil or, or an oil company. Uh, we can gamify surgery training. We can gamify shopping festival. We can gamify hot, hotel or airline, airline loyalty programs. So all these examples are actually non-endemic non -endemic brands, but they can benefit from gamification. Would that be like a playable ad for, a, for one of those examples that you talked about? I'm sorry, can you say again? I was saying, would, would you would that be like a playable ad for one of those examples? So, gamify training. So it could, yes. It, so it could be literally. Uh, so that's the thing. Also, is that when when I talk about uh, you know playables and gamification, it really covers a, a wide spectrum uh, of activation. We we obviously so you know our uh, one of our main ad units uh, is playable ad units. There are these thirty second bite size uh, games that can live in app. Uh, and we also have another side of the offer, which is interactive videos that can be very helpful to maximize to maximize complete views. But that's really only the tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, for a gamified training program, you may you may want to think about a browser-based uh, platform that can comprise of several modules, uh, several levels, and features such as uh, leaderboards, uh, achievements, yeah. uh, sharing sharing features. That's another so. That's another layer. Uh, you, we offer obviously uh, native solutions. So we talked about esports, and native mm -hmm. is kind of you know the I would say uh, the complementary side of esports, um, like in-game advertising. Yes, exa exactly. So we, we offer we offer like for uh, for native solutions. Uh, one of our most popular solution is called Branded Booster. Um, so a booster, 
usually gives you an additional handicap in a game. It can be more speed, more control, uh, extra lives, more power. And since actually they're branded, they appear for players, they appear as kind of exclusive varsity items in a way. Mm-hmm. And players, and we know that video game players love to get their hands on exclusive items. Um, so, you know, this is, this is really something that, that works well. We can also offer um, track billboards, branded cars, and even like include story-based events that can revolve around, I would say, an artist promoting the album or, or something else. So that's another layer. So browser-based platform, native solutions, the tip it being the playable ad unit. And we also offer other type of experience. You've seen the digital out of home experience. And mm-hmm. actually here, uh, you know, with the, with the Fanta example, we had a voice control game. Uh, it was, you know, uh, controlled through a mic. And, but we can also like have build experiences that will, uh, have your phone, your mobile phone as a controller. So you don't necessarily, you know, for sanitary reason with a, with a pandemic, you don't necessarily like want to touch a screen that, uh, you know, everyone mm-hmm. would touch. And basically, and basically we can uh, create an experience that will convert your mobile phone into a controller and you would then control what you see in the billboard through your mobile phone. And finally, uh, and finally, uh, and I would say that's probably, you know, the new frontier in terms of, in terms of gaming, in terms of gaming and gamification, it's, uh, mixed reality. So augmented reality, AR and virtual reality, VR. So, and here with, with it, you can really pa- uh, push, sorry, the boundaries uh, of immersion. Uh, you know, we, we, we can offer, we offer, uh, gamified lenses for Instagram and of Facebook, but that's really, really the beginning. And we've also like starting, you know, um, creating prototypes. Um, that are built on AR, that are built on AR. So there's definitely a lot of opportunities uh, as well when it comes to these new technologies. Great. Uh, I wanted to go back for a second to the varsity goods, the the branded boosters that you were talking about. Um, uh-huh. I think you shared with me previously about an example about uh, cars and how people in could purchase a virtual version of a limited edition car in the video game, which I think is really interesting. That- it's it almost it's almost like people are creating a second life for themselves in these video games and it it really plays yeah really playing on that psychology of you know identity and and status are you finding a lot of yeah that's right i mean this example uh, this example dates i would say a a couple of years ago but it really like struck uh, struck our internal teams when we launched it because it was very it was really successful so um, asphalt you know benefit from um you know uh, like licensed cars. So all the cars that you see in asphalt are cars from real life. And so we, we partnered with this uh, supercar, uh, supercar manufacturer. Um, I think it was located in the UAE and they produced in real life. I, I really think that they produced uh, a handful, uh, a handful of the cars. And so if you were not rich enough, or if you were not lucky enough to get your hands on this car in real life, when we wanted to give that opportunity for players uh, in asphalt. So we reproduced and we created a digital version of this uh, of this supercar uh, in asphalt, and that players could actually buy, uh, purchase uh, for real money, for real money, and play with and play with and show and and show off with. And I think we also like um, organize a time limited events around revolving around that supercar, and where players could play for free, could try the car for free, and after that wow. potentially purchase it if they re- if they if they really like it. But just like you say, it's all about you know it's all about standing and and, and showing off. Uh, but these kinds of things like players love, like once again, varsity items, exclusive items that are, you know, limited in time. Uh, this is how you get your community, you know, living and engage uh, and engage with the games. 
Amazing. And it's it's like accessing a whole other market without cannibalizing the, the market with, that would buy it for real in the real world. That, 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 that's exactly what it is. And it kind of like, you know, and I think uh, there's also right now a, a sort of like Con convergence of uh, you know social media, gaming, mm -hmm. and and e and e-commerce. In fact, um, you know, uh, I mean, a platform like Shopify is becoming more and more like a social net, a social network where people exchange, you know, yep. their opinions yeah. about you know about what they're buying, and also like adding a, a light layer of gamification. Uh, a platform like Facebook, you know, now has Facebook shops, and also has you know uh, gaming at the core of their of their strategy. Uh, a platform like Amazon, which is e-com first. Uh, you know, purchase acquired Twitch uh, a few a few years ago. So basically, you know, there's all these convert there's all these convergence between these three social media, ecom, and, and gaming. And I think the lines are the lines are getting blurrier and blurrier. And it's very interesting. It's very very interesting to see. Right, and I think with the pandemic and live events, it's almost like the convergence of those three things plus live events. So Travis Scott dropped his latest single on Fortnite. And they sold his, you know, the, the Nikes he wore, the, the Jordan shorts that he wore. They emailed everyone afterwards and, and did e-commerce based on the game and the, the experience there. So lots of interesting yeah, things happening. It, yeah, de de def definitely. And, and, and really like gamification is a way to keep your people, you know, and if you're, you know, just maybe, you know, if you're attending webinars on Zoom, you may, you may stay very passive and you may do other things. Mm -hmm. You may do other things, you know, while you're listening, while you're watching. Uh, but obviously if you add a, gamif a gamified layer on top of this, you can really have your, uh, your audience uh, engage and participating and participating mm -hmm. with the event. So I think that's really, that's really more and more important. We don't know exactly, you know, with a, we, we don't know what the future exactly is made of, at least on the short term. So uh, virtual events, uh, you know, with gamified, with gamified components are probably the ones that are going to get uh, the most attention and the most success. Right, because it, otherwise it just becomes like watching hours of television instead of That's actively right. participating in something. That's exactly what it is, yeah. Um, and want to talk for a, a second about brand safety. I'm assuming that's going to be a, a big draw card for brands as well. What, what are your thoughts on brand safety and gamification? That, that that's that's a very that's a very important point uh, you're raising here and on our, and on our side this is really something uh, we take uh, we take very we take very seriously um, actually so the uh, our you know our own network of games is is really fully uh, fully brand safe so uh, you're making sure that you have a, you know a viewable a viewable ad you're making sure uh, you're making sure that uh, you know uh, it's targeted with the, to the right to the right people meaning we will never show we will never show uh, you know I don't know uh, uh, an adult kind of ad to a ch to a child uh, we have a lot of very uh, precise uh, targeting uh, possibilities and targeting criteria so that's definitely definitely something we, we hold dear um, in terms of viewability so uh, just to let you know is that we're uh, we're remote compliant uh, we have uh, I think in the UK we are we're uh, we have an IB gold standard so it's really really uh, it's really something important for us and that's one of the main reasons why our clients are coming back uh, coming back to display uh, to display ads in our network because uh, they're you know we're we're making sure that every time they display an ad it's displayed to the right people 
it's displayed as well because there's no ad block, uh, you know, in our uh, in our game. So we're making sure that actual people see uh, see the ad. Um, and yeah, it's very. I think it's very very uh, important. And just like I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, we have uh, dedicated uh, community managers for each uh, for each of our game. And so even you know. On forums, etc., we're making sure that you know hate has no place and cheaters as well, and we just like you know ban them whenever, whenever necessary. So uh, you know this this monitoring and all these all these measures uh, that we've built uh, you know through the years are I think a really uh, key competitive uh, edge uh, compared to potential other you know other digital uh, other digital environments, and that you know I think uh, very valuable for brands in times like this. For sure. Uh, so we've covered a lot about how. Gaming has become more social. It's converging with e-commerce and social media platforms. People come and play the game, but they might stay for the community. Uh, any other predictions that you're seeing for gaming, given that the world is rapidly changing? Or do you think the beginnings of what we see are just going to get more pronounced? Um, I think it's I think it's a bit of both. Uh, definitely, I think esports uh, is gonna you know it's gonna keep on is gonna keep on growing. Uh, we still you know don't know when really live sports uh, will be able to uh, mm -hmm. to get back as it as it used to be. So I think esports definitely uh, is has definitely a lot of potential, and it will definitely not stop where it is right now. I think new games uh, new games for esports are gonna are gonna come out. We see new games uh, new games coming out on a regular basis, uh, you know, on PC and console, and it's gonna be the same. It's gonna be the same for mobile. Um, I think, though, uh, my I would say the main prediction um, I would tend to I would tend to believe and really like strong yeah strongly rec recommend in a way it's a crossplay. Um, I think mm -hmm. there's a new generation of consoles coming, but I think now nowadays and in the future. People just want to be with their community and with their friends. They don't want to be, they don't want to have to necessarily like be constrained uh, of playing solely with friends who have the same platform, who have access to the same console. So I think mm -hmm. uh, people, you know, who play on PS4 will want to be, uh, to be playing with their friends who are playing on Xbox, who are playing on mobile, who are playing, you know, on PC, on PC. So I think, you know, uh, crossplay is really something to bear in mind, uh, for a major, major video game publisher, uh, cause that's how you will get the most, uh, the most out of your game. That's how you will extend, uh, your reach, uh, to the maximum. And I think that's what really people want. They want to be, they want to be able to find their friends whenever, uh, whenever they are. So I think that if I, if I had to like, you know, retain one thing, that's really, uh, it's really about crossplay. And obviously, you know, uh, next gen is coming, is coming at the, uh, at the end of the year. So this is going to be very, uh, very exciting, very exciting as well to see, you know, the new graphic possibilities and new kind of games we'll be able mm -hmm. to, we'll do, to do with that. Right. Because uh, I think we've gone past that point where changes in the hardware or the platforms are really going to be that different. So content really is king when it comes to games. Exactly. That's the, that's the key sentence here. Yeah, totally. Great. Well, thank you so much, Quinton. So interesting to hear about your world and the world of gaming. Um, thanks for joining us. Thank you. And thanks for having me once again, Zoe. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. On tomorrow's IV there, uh, Engine Group's CEO, Kasia Casey, will be sitting down with IAB President David Cohen to talk about the pulse of the consumer during COVID-19. IAB there is a production of the Internet Advertising Bureau. Uh, our show today was produced by Connor Healy, Joe Ounce, John Ward, and Tofika Mahun Adam. I'm Zoe Soon. Thanks for joining us today.